Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc soap. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this day, for this time that we can come before you, Lord God. I pray for everyone that is listening, Lord God, and watching. I thank you, Lord God, that you would just, and I ask you, Father, that you would just speak to them. Let it be you and not us, Father God. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your word because your word is life, Father God. Your word is healing. Your word is restoration. Your word is comfort. Your word is peace. And your word is joy, Father. And your word is instructions to our lives, Father God. So help us, Father God, as we go through this verse. Father God, I thank you for this day. And I thank you for all that you're doing, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. All right. And Pastor Jason has the word. All right. Good morning. Genesis 15. I am reading from the New King James Version. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. But Abraham said, Abram said, Lord, God, what will you give me, seeing I go childless, and the heir of my house is Eleazar of Damascus? Then Abram said, Look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, This one shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. Then he brought him outside and said, Look now toward heaven and count the stars if you are able to number them. And he said, So shall your descendants be. And he believed in the Lord, and he accounted it to him. For righteousness. Then he said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to inherit it. And he said, Lord God, how shall I know that I will inherit it? He said to him, bring me a three-year-old heifer, a three-year-old female goat, a three-year-old ram, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. Then he brought all these to him and cut them in two down the middle and placed each opposite the other. And he, but he did not cut the birds in two. Then the vultures came down on the carcasses Abraham drove Abram drove him away. Now when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram, and behold, horror and great darkness fell upon him. Then he said to Abram, Know certainly that your descendants will be strangers in a land that is not theirs, and will serve them, and they will afflict them four hundred years. And also the nation whom they serve, I will judge afterward. They shall come out with great possessions. Now as for you, you shall go to your fathers in peace. You shall be buried at a good old age. But in the fourth generation, they shall return here for the iniquity, iniquity of the Amorites is not yet complete. And it came to pass when the sun went down and it was dark that behold, there appeared a smoking oven and a burning torch that passed between those pieces. On the same day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram saying to your descendants, I have given this land from the river of Egypt to the great river, the river Euphrates, the Kenites, the Kenizzites, the Cadmonites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Rephaim, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Girgashites, and the Jebusites. Amen. All right, stretch if you need to this morning. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know, 
this word, this word of the Lord this morning, you know, it's, 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 it's a word for all of us. It's a word for all of us. You know, it's, it's, it starts off, it starts off after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision saying, do not be afraid. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. You know, and, uh, the Lord was, was, was speaking there in the Old Testament, you know, through, through dreams and, and, through, and through visions, you know, and through, the, and through the prophets, you know, and Abraham, you know, he, this is not the first time that he's hearing from the Lord, you know, but he says there, do not be afraid. You know, the word of the Lord came to him in a vision, say, do not be afraid. And like I say, it's not the first time the Lord spoke to him. And, and, and you know, and, I, and that had me uh, uh, concerned about that when, when I read that. And it's just like, you know, the presence of God, it becomes so overwhelming sometimes that it can overtake us. His presence, you know, can, can change our lives. His presence, you know, is overwhelming sometimes. And I believe that's what, you know, Abraham was, was, was feeling. But the Lord tells him here, he tells him, do not be afraid, you know. And he said this for assurance. I am your shield. I will protect you. You know, I am your great exceeding uh, reward. You know, in other words, I will bless you. You know, and and, and any time that the Lord has called us, you know, for a purpose, and we are all have a purpose in our life, he calls us and he prepares us and he tells us by his word right here that he is with us and that he, you know, that we shouldn't fear, you know, and that we are protected because we have been called, you know, but Abraham, you know, he's been talked to by the Lord many times, you know, but here he goes in, in verse two, he says, and Abram said, Lord, what would, what would you give me seeing that I go chalice, you know? So, you know, so he, so he says, I don't have nobody. I have no heir, you know? I have nobody. All I have is a servant, you know? So here we go. Abram is trying, to, is trying to help the Lord. He's trying to help the Lord by giving, almost like giving the Lord a way out and saying, well, I got a servant here. Maybe he's going to be my heir. You know, and today, you know, the Lord is telling us, I don't need your help. I am the Lord God. You know, I can do all things. It's not for you to do it. Sometimes the Lord is going to do it. For us, we need to maintain our faith. We need to maintain our focus on Him and rely upon Him and not take our eyes on Him. But here we have Abram, you know, saying, Well, you know, I got a servant here, Lord. Maybe my servant, you know, and, and in verse three says, then Abram said, look, you have, you have given me no offspring. So he's pointing the finger at the Lord. He said, you did not give me any children. I have no children of my own. You know, so he was pointing the, his finger on, on, on the Lord. He forgot the promise that back in chapter, Genesis chapter 12, the Lord gave him a promise, you know, and, 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 and let me just read that. It says in chapter 12, verse 1 to 3, it says, Now the Lord has said to Abram, Get out of your country from your family and your father's house to the land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation, the Lord said. I will bless you and make you your name great, and you shall be a blessing. Wow. It says, I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. And in you, and in you, all the families of the earth 
shall be blessed. What an awesome word to receive from the Lord. And I know and I'm sure that many of you have received a word from the Lord, you know, and it was a great word of the Lord. And how are we waiting for this word to be fulfilled? You know, and we can't question God. We have to rely upon him. We have to trust him, you know, in our walk, you know, life happens. And sometimes, you know, we get to that point that we do question, you know, just like Abraham did. So Abraham is an example because he's called the father of faith, Abraham, you know, but for here, you know, we can see that he had questions. He had doubts. He had fears, you know, you know, and because, you know, ourselves, we want all of our prayers to be answered yesterday. Come on now. We want an answer yesterday. We don't want to wait. We don't want to linger. You know, we don't want to, we don't want to be here for a long period of time just waiting, you know, because we don't want to wait. And here we find Abraham in the same, same shoes that we that we were having today. And he was questioning God. He was trying to give God a way out. And look what the Lord tells him. Look at it in verse four. He says, and behold, the word of the Lord came to him saying, this one shall not be your heir. This one shall not be your heir. But the one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. You know, let God be God. Allow the Lord to do what he needs to do. And let's keep our hands off it. If God is working it out on our behalf, we have no business touching it because it's in the Lord's hands. Are we trusting in the Lord or are we trusting in what we can do and what my hands can accomplish or upon what my mouth is going to accomplish? A lot of times we need to be silent and we need to allow God to be God and trust in him and wait upon him, which is, of course, the hardest thing for any one of us to do is wait on the Lord because we want to see results. We want to see answers, you know, and we can't wait. We can't wait. And a lot of times we'll mess it up. We'll mess it up by putting our two cents into it because what God is doing in secret in due season, in due season, it will come to be. And in due season, you will see it. So this morning, are we trusting in God or are we trusting in what we can do? And we would never make it without the Lord. It's only by his grace, it's only by his mercy that we're going to be able to make it. And, and, and the Lord, you know, you know, told, you know, says here, you know, don't jump into your own ideas. Allow God to be God in Proverbs uh, 3, 5, and 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lead not into your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. If you are in a situation right now, right now, this very moment, that you need answers to, trust the Lord. Turn to the Lord. It could be the midnight hour and you need an answer yesterday. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord, because it's not by sight, but it is by faith. It is by us trusting in him. And when we trust in the Lord, we have to allow him to do what he needs to do, you know, and not try to fix it ourselves, not try to manipulate the situation, not try to say, well, God, if, you know, if you want, I can do this and take care of it. 
God doesn't need you to do his will. You know, he does his own will. Our job is to stand firm upon his promises, stand firm upon his word and what he already said and believe and wait upon him and move forward. Because he says this, it's not by your own understanding. Your reasoning, your understanding will mess it all up. But when we trust in God, when we rely totally upon him, he would do it and he would do it right the first time. You know, and, and, and here the Lord, the Lord takes him, he says in verse five, then the Lord brought him outside and said, look, look towards the heavens and count the stars. So he said, look at all the stars. Look at all the stars, so shall your descendants be. Again, the Lord confirming his word that he already gave him back in chapter 12. So the Lord is here, you know, he's defending himself pretty much. He's saying, but look, I spoke to you back here and I'm speaking to you again. Look at the stars, you know, that's the way your descendants are going to be. And what a blessing of the Lord, you know, that we are all part of that, Abraham the language of Abraham, we all fall under that. And he, and he says, and he says in verse six, he says, and he believed, and he believed in the Lord and he accounted it to him as righteousness. So Abraham believed the Lord. Are we believing the Lord today? Are we holding on to his promises? Come on now, let's be real with ourselves. Sometimes we have doubts. Sometimes, you know, we have fears. Sometimes things happen, you know, and, and, and we're shaking a little bit. But we need to get ourselves back on track and say, Lord, forgive me, help me, and be honest with him. When we are honest with God, he says, I am not perfect. I make mistakes. Pastor Brendan says that all the time. He says, I'm the one. I'm raising my hand because I need more of this. I need more of the Lord, you know? So we need to trust in the Lord. We need to believe in him with all things. Says in Mark 9.23, he says, Jesus said to them, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Are we believing? Are we trusting? Come on now. I'm just challenging. I'm just throwing it out there. I like to rattle your cage. You know why? Because it makes you think. You know, it makes you think. It makes you look at yourself. And believe me, I looked in the mirror before I came to preach this word. I looked in the mirror to see where are my deficiencies you know, where did I miss it? Because I'm not perfect either, you know, you know, and, but the Lord, you know, his word is right and his word is good. And he says in verse seven, and then he said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out of all of the Sindalans to give you this land to inherit it, to give you this land. This land is yours, he's telling him, you know, but I brought you out, you know, and, 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 and we have to just trust in God. Because God is doing it. Verse 8, he says, and he said to him, Lord, how shall I know that I will inherit it? Come on now, Abram. Come on now. God just gave you all this word. He just tell you that your descendants are going to be as, uh, as much as the stars are in the heavens. The Lord already gave you the promise. They already gave you the word. And he said, but how should I know this? Come on now. But you know what that teaches us? That teaches us that no one is perfect. That teaches us that even the father of faith, Abraham, doubted because he's questioning. Come on. He's questioning. You can never think that all these guys and, and girls in the Bible, you know, that done great things, that they were always perfect. They made mistakes. And that's why their names are written down for us. So that when we read them, 
we can see that ha, huh, God will use those that made mistakes and I make mistakes. So I'm in a good group. I'm in a good group right there. He said, Abram, you know, you know, he, he was a, a, a businessman. You know, he, he, he dealt with mighty men. For a year, here we find him negotiating with God. He's negotiating with God. He's telling God, how would I know that? Come on now. And he says in verse 9, he says, so he said to him, the Lord said to him, bring me a three-year heifer. So he said, bring me all these animals. Bring me all these things and bring him up to me. So in other words, the Lord was asking, you know, for an offering. The Lord was asking him that to bring an offering to him. So, you know, it says there in verse 10, he says, then he brought all these things to him and he cut the, them in, in twos down the middle and placed them each piece opposite of the other, you know, but he did not cut the birds because they were too small, you know, and when the vultures, vultures came, you know, he, he scared them away by doing all this. Again, Abram was showing trust in the Lord, but Abraham was being obedient to what the Lord said. So we see that he's, you know, okay, he's getting back. He's getting back on track now. You know, the Lord asked him for an offering and here he goes. He's going to try to, he's going to do it. He's going to do it, you know? And then here in verse 12, everything changes. You know, he says, he says, and when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram and behold, horror and great darkness fell upon him. You know, this horror again, it's, it's, it's not, I, I don't think that it was, he was like afraid. I think it was just like the presence of God coming down because with the presence of God can be overwhelming. I don't know about you, but I've been in services in my day that as soon as I walk in, the hairs on my head stand up. And as you can see, I don't have a lot of hair in my head, but I can feel them standing up because of the presence of the Lord. There've been times that I have been slain in the spirit and I'm out. I'm down because of the presence of God is so overwhelming that my knees cannot stand before him. So I know back in the day when God was dealing directly, directly with certain individuals, when his presence came down, that individual could not stand. That individual, you know, you know because, you know, to, to be in that presence of God, the holiness of the Lord and the Lord speaking to you can be overwhelmed. And I believe this is what was happening with him. And then it says in 13, and then he said to Abraham, know certainly that your descendants will be strangers in the land that is not theirs. And they will serve them and they will affect them 400 years. So, you know, the Lord is showing him the future. The Lord is giving him a, a vision of the future. So even that, as the Lord is sharing with him, that even must strike his heart. You know, it's like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? But, you know, you're asking the Lord for a lot of things. And the Lord is trying to make it easy. And then you keep asking, just like Abraham did. And God gave him that word. And that word was frightening for him. You know, but look at what it says. That word was fulfilled. You know, in Exodus 12, 40, it says, Now the children of Israel who lived in Egypt was 400 and 30 years so for 430 years they were in Egypt for 430 years they were enslaved just as the Lord told Abraham you know so this is time later and in verse 14 he says also the nation whom they serve would will judge uh, I would judge afterwards 
and they shall come out with great processions. So see, the Lord is saying, they're going to go through stuff. We're going to go to stuff. Okay? We're going to go through stuff. You know? But afterwards, praise the Lord. After the storm. Come on now. After the situation, you know, they will come out with great processions. God will always make a way. Doesn't matter what you're going through today, what you're feeling this morning, God will make a way and he's making a way for you. As you're sitting there listening to me this morning, he's making a way. He's working it all out and you're going to come out of it. And you're going to come out of it not smelling like smoke, but you're going to come out of it smelling like a rose. Why? Because you're waiting on the Lord. The Lord, Father God, desires to bless his people in such a wonderful way. If we just learn to be still and trust him, you know, trust him, leave it in his hands. He's working it out. He's working it out because this word right here is, is fulfilled. Verse, uh, verse 14 is fulfilled in Exodus 6, 6. He says, therefore, says the Lord to the children of Israel, I am the Lord. I am the Lord. I will bring you out from under the burden of the Egyptians. I will rescue you. You're not saying I would do it. He's not telling you to do it. The Lord is saying, I will do it. I will rescue you from their bondage. I will redeem you. Thank you, Jesus. With an outstretched arm and with great judgment, I would do it. The battle is not yours this morning. The battle belongs to the Lord. All we need to do is hold on to that word. Hold on to that promise. Hold on to your children. Just because they don't serve the Lord and they're being rebellious, continue to pray them into the kingdom. Continue to speak life and truth into their lives. Continue to lift them up before the Lord. Continue to see them as Hebrews 11 says, things that are not there like if they're already there. Believe it. Confess it. Declare it. Speak it out. Stand your ground. Don't be shaken up by what you see. Don't be shaken up by what you hear. For the devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. And he dresses up in all kinds of different clothes, trying to make his point across. But we have a God that loves us. We have a God that has redeemed us. We have a God that has saved us. We have a God that has touched us. We have a God that has healed us. We have a God that has restored us. We have a God that goes before us. You know, making our way for every single one of us. For the battle is not yours. It belongs to the Lord. So be comforted in the word of the Lord this morning. That the Lord is already doing it on your behalf. The Lord's already moving on your behalf. And he's already touching. And he's already healing. And he's already rest rest restoring people. God is so good. Look, let me move on before I, I lose my, my time here. Oh, time is fine. Verse 15. Now as for you, you shall go to your fathers in peace, and you shall be buried at good old age. The Lord was telling Abraham, you shall die a peaceful death. In other words, you're going to live long. You're going to be all right. You know, so he's calming him down. Don't worry about what's going to happen so much. Trust in me. Trust in me. I will be there. I will see you through. You know, at the right old age, of 175. So Abraham lived to be 175. And that is found also in Genesis 25, 7, that it says, this is the sum of the years of Abraham's life, which he lived 175 years. 
So he was telling him, you're going to make it. You're going to be all right. You know, trust in me. Hold on to me. Don't try to make your own decisions, you know. And later on, you're going to see that Abraham made other decisions that messed things up a little bit. You know, he, he, made, he again, he got ahead of God. And, and I, but this morning, let's not get ahead of God. He's working it out. He's already touching. He's already doing it. You know, he's touching the life of your husband. He's touching the life of your wife. He's touching your children. He's touching your grandchildren. Come on now, if you got grandchildren, leave them in God's hand. Trust that God has them. You know, you pray for them. You presented them to the Lord. God has them. They're going to be all right. But look what he says in verse 16. He said, but in the fourth generation, they shall return here for the iniquity of the Ammonites, which is not yet completed. In other words, God was saying, okay, when all everything is said and done, they're going to be back in this land and they're going to take care of my business. They're going to take care of the Ammonites. The Ammonites, they were idol worshipers. They, and they provoke God all the time. And God had this against them. And he says, and when they come back, they're going to handle the business. They're going to take care of their business. So he's showing Abraham, not only I, this is going to happen, but look what I'm going to do. I'm going to bring him back. I'm going to bring him back. And just like he brought them back, he's going to bring your children back. Salvation is coming to them. Deliverance is coming to them. Healing is coming. Let's trust in God. Let's believe in God. And it says here in verse 17, it says, and it came to pass that when the sun went down and it was dark and behold, there appeared a smoking oven and a burning torch that passed between the pieces. And on the same day, the Lord made a covenant with Abraham saying, to your descendants, I have given this land and all this other land that was mentioned before. And I ain't gonna go reading all those words. I ain't good at reading all those Etites, 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 Canaanites, Ammonites, and all that kind of stuff, you know? But all that land, if you read it, you go like that, wow, my God, look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord is doing, you know? So the Lord, the Lord, what happened is that the Lord came down and he received that offering. He received that sacrifice that Abraham did, you know? And, you know, and, and, and by the Lord, you know, going between the Caucasus, you know, it was like he was uh, uh, putting himself, uh, uh, obligating himself to fulfill the terms of that covenant that he made with Abraham, you know, because he himself did this. He himself touched it. He himself received it. So he, and that, and that covenant that he had is the same covenant that we have today, that we are descendants of Abraham, you know, that the same blessings that he received, we can receive the same blessings the same presence, the same touch that he received, you know, and, and, and this morning, my brothers and sisters, I know the wind is blowing and I know the ground is shaking for many of you. And I know that there's discomfort. I know that there's healing and uh, uh, I know that there's sickness going on. I know that there's family issues, family problems, you know, salvation for our grandkids, salvation for our, for our children, work problems. We got to trust in God. We got to believe in God and God is making a way. Confess the right things. Speak life. I always say speak life and not death. Speak life to those that even, you know, even those that dislike you. Come on now. Those that don't like you, speak life to them. 
because you, it is your responsibility, it is my responsibility to get them into the kingdom. And sometimes the only one that they're seeing is you. Sometimes you are the only one that's going to be, be able to reach certain individuals because God is saying, you are chosen. Come on now. I don't care if you're 64 years old like me or a lot younger, you know, like Joe Cardona, you know, but God will use the old and the young. He will use the children to fulfill his words. He will even use a baby to fulfill his word. But God is calling you and I today to think it over, to do the right things, to declare the right things, to speak the right thing. Because as you bless others, guess what? Blessing is going to come back to you. As you pray for those that don't like you, you know what? God is going to bless you for that because that's what we are called to do. We are the Lord's hands and mouth extended on this earth. We need to speak up. We need to declare it over ourselves, over our family, over our children, over our jobs, you know, over this nation that needs it so badly, that has turned their back on the Lord. But it will take the church of today to rise up and to speak life. And guess what? And life is going to come. And the Lord is going to show up. It says in Jeremiah 33.3, it says, call, call to me and I will answer you. I will tell you great and hidden things that you know nothing of. Call upon me, the Lord is saying. Word of God also said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their evil ways. That's talking to the church. That's not talking to the, to the world because it says, if my people, come on now, we all messed up, but we can all come to the Lord and the Lord receives us, the Lord forgives us and we press on. We need to shake up the cobwebs. We need to open up our eyes and we need to go boldly before the throne of grace and say, Lord, I come before you. Help me, forgive me, show me the way and speak life and speak life. You know, Abram, you know, he was a man, they call him the, uh, the father of faith. But as you can see, he had some doubts. He questioned God. You know, he questioned God over and over and God continued to answer him and answer him. He was a patient God. He is a patient God. And he's there for you and I today. So whatever we're going through today, let's surrender it to the Lord. Let's trust in the Lord. Let's wait upon the Lord. And let's speak life, not death. Because my brothers and my sisters, the Lord wants to hear you. He wants to hear your prayer. He wants to hear your interceding. He wants you to stand the gap. He wants to use you because he can do all things, but he, he's calling us to do. You know, he did what he did, what he had to do upon the cross at Calvary. He did everything that he was going to do. And now he's telling us, he says, he says that he has given us all authority in Genesis 1 and 2, you know, and then Jesus himself says, all authority is given me. I give you authority. Do the will of the Father. So this morning, trust in God. Lead not into your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. I love you. I love you. I love you. 
I got to go. My time is up and I'm a stickler with time. I'm a stickler with time. Military, you know what I mean? The military thing. I'm a stickler with time. Some of you got to go to work and I understand that. But, you know, trust in the Lord. Surrender to God this morning. Whatever you're going through, just say, Papa, here it is. Here it is, Lord. Here it is. I surrender it to you, you know, and help me. And guess what? And he will. And he has. And he will continue to do. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I just praise you. I just thank you for this day. I thank you for this very hour. And I thank you for your word that has been sent out, Father God. And I thank you, Father God, because not only was it sent out, Father God, you ministered to me before I even sent it out, Father God, because as I read it and I said, like, look at that, look at that. And that sounds just like me. So, Lord, I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you for everyone that is listening and watching, Father, meet their needs. I thank you in advance what you're going to do. I thank you in advance for healing. I thank you in advance for restoring home, the marriages, the family, the children, Father God. I thank you, Father, meet their needs, Father, whether it's employment, Father God, whatever the situation is, Father. I thank you, Father God, and I thank you for the testimonies, Father God, that is going to come out through all this. I love you, Lord. I praise you. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. Bless them, keep them, and guide them. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.